This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. 5G brings higher speed and capacity, but it also changes how first responders handle emergencies. Maggie Halbach, Senior Vice President of Public Policy at Verizon, explains how. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Well, I want to talk about 5G, and I know 5G was already getting into full swing when this program launched, but I don't know if you could talk a little bit about how 5G, or if 5G, uh, and the, the presumably higher speeds that it enables, changes the service or changes the way this service would work with first responders. Absolutely. So 5G is crucial to situational awareness. So whether you're operating in public safety at the federal, state, or local level, our first responders know how important situational awareness is. And Mm. 5G is a game changer. So uh, an example um, might be the Boston bombing issue, where it took about three days for law enforcement to actually cull through all of the video data that they were receiving to actually pinpoint where the perpetrators were of the, of the bombing. Imagine that scenario in a 5G enabled environment where video feeds are actually coming in real time to fusion centers mm. rather than being batched and collated and culled through you actually have the intelligence built in to your um, video technology. So some of our solutions around our intelligent video um, and our real-time response system allow that kind of convergence of high uh, bandwidth intensive data, uh, which we know video is. Another Mm -hmm. example is video-enabled drones. So again, situational awareness being key, but video being such a bandwidth hog, if I can use that term, Mm -hmm. uh, 5G becomes a true game changer in being able to provide commanders of a scene that situational awareness, keeping their their forces in in safe distance to uh, a possible um, threat. And so that's absolutely another example where we are already seeing 5G changing the way video feeds are occurring to provide situational awareness. And then the final one is predictive analytics. So we've talked a lot about the promise of trying to do more prediction of potential threats so that you can actually dispatch Uh, public safety resources in anticipation to kind of head it off at the pass, so to speak. But it's never really come true. It's always been retrospective. You've always Mm -hmm. kind of been chasing the incident. And we are seeing some very promising AI coming out of the combination that is being fed into these fusion centers, where you can start to anticipate patterns and be able to then build more predictive 
um, anticipation of, okay, there may be a crime scene unfolding here. Um, smash and grab scenarios where you might see crowds gathering in certain shopping areas. Mm. Um, so using this kind of technology, it's not entirely feasible in a 4G environment because of the bandwidth constraints. But in right. a 5G environment, particularly one powered by ultra wideband capabilities, you can actually change the way that our first responders respond to threats. Got it. And that, that's a good segue because you know you talk about ultra wideband, and I know that that term applies to both uh, you know your C band, your mid band spectrum, as well as your millimeter wave um, spectrum. And I know millimeter wave. Early on in 5G deployments, that was sort of the big, um, whenever Verizon talked about all the high speeds and capabilities, it was millimeter wave. That's still pretty limited to, you know, urban centers, sports arenas, uh, high Yeah, all those areas. scary places where if something bad goes wrong, it could have catastrophic events, well, right? Like, well, yeah, no, so- oh, yes, but but also, there's but they are still limited. I mean, that's not, they are limited in the number and sort of the breadth of where they are. But I'm curious, like, how that... How that does work, though, because um, do you have applications that are dependent on millimeter wave or is it just ultra wideband in general? Or how does that how do you just sort of distinguish between those? So we really see spectrum as part of the intelligent network. Mm. So let me give you a couple of examples. So millimeter wave is incredibly powerful in, let's say, a transit center. Mm. So you have possibly hundreds of thousands of people moving through a transit hub. That is a great use case for millimeter wave. It's a tightly contained area and it's going to require intense bandwidth right. with literally thousands of devices and sensors attempting to connect to the RAN. So you can say that that's also a, a stadium, um, a sports arena, um, mm-hmm. something like that. It's it's perfect for a millimeter wave use case. Lots of video, uh, potentially some computer vision. Um, right. You know, w- uh, people uh, movement, uh, crowd uh, analytics. Really, really important to avoid things like stampede phenomenons, etc. The the C band is very appropriate for what I would characterize as your more distributed urban area and moving into your suburban areas. You also have narrowband use cases. So many of the sensors, the machine-to-machine connections, are are now becoming purpose-built, right? So if you're Mm -hmm. talking about a sensor that is measuring... um, fuel tank levels at a gas station, that does not require high bandwidth. It also doesn't require low latency. It needs a ping to let a fueling station know that that particular fuel tank in the ground is at 50% capacity, schedule delivery in two days. Um, that's That's a great narrow band use case where you've got a very specific sensor picking up a very specific application. And and low latency, high bandwidth is not a requirement. I guess my 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 question though is just looking at these different use cases. Are are there specific applications that uh, are 
built for first responders or that they're they're starting to develop that take advantage of certain bands like we know we're going to be in millimeter waves so we can turn on say like the machine vision capabilities or because uh, i'm just trying to get a sense because not all areas or geographic areas are equal when it comes to coverage like if there's you sort of have to plan out your disaster response almost based off of the kind of spectrum that's available in that area um i haven't seen that scenario Okay. So you don't plan your disaster response based on the spectrum that's available. We have very robust spectrum across uh, our millimeter wave, our C-band, and our 4G LTE, um, mm-hmm. with some areas of LTE getting upwards of a couple hundred meg, um, particularly as we've deployed the new radio, uh, mm-hmm. the NR um, RANS. So I have not seen any scenarios where Verizon has not been able to provide um, with our VCERT team the appropriate level of communications, even in a compromised setting, um, because we bring those assets to our first responders. We, we again, prioritize our deployments based on uh, the critical need of our first responders. And the other thing I will just say is the network is a lot smarter than I think maybe this description of, okay, well, you're going to use this network for this thing. Um, the, The application knows what kind of network requirement it has, and it will use the network based on what it needs. So if it is a sensor, we will make sure, uh, you know, a, a security sensor that mm-hmm. is detecting, you know, movement in a particular location. Um, that does not require ultra high bandwidths and ultra low latencies. That could be supported with LIDAR, which is very low latency. Um, but that's where we work with the application providers to make sure that it is using the network as efficiently as possible. Not everything is about one of these you know, cell phones, right? And so right. we, we build the network around the application and the end user's experience requirements uh, so that it is as low cost and as high availability and high performance and um, high security as possible. That's it for my three-part interview with Maggie Hallback. I'd like to thank Maggie for her time and the illuminating conversation. And if you also enjoyed this conversation, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. From Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.